all have a finite amount of time, energy and resource, emotional energy and finance. And I want God to tell me where to put it. That's what vision is about. In Genesis chapter 41, there's a remarkable uh, prophecy. Joseph has these dreams. I'm sure you know about them, but as a reminder, uh, we, we all know about the fat cows and the lean cows. There were seven of each, seven years and seven years. I believe Mandela Bay, by the way, is in its seventh year of drought. And if that is so, I'm going to declare by faith that the next seven years will be seven years of abundance of rain. It says in Genesis chapter 41, he slept and dreamt a second time. And suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. And then behold, seven thin heads, uh, blotted by the east wind. You know, yesterday's wind, that one, sprang up after them. And the seven thin heads uh, devoured the seven plump and full heads. This is an interesting passage of Scripture because it's, it's, it's Joseph telling Pharaoh, prepare yourself for seven tough years, then seven incredibly good years. And he uses various examples, cows and uh, grains of wheat and so on. But I'm especially focusing on the word wither, how to prevent things from withering and keep things growing is what our conversation is about today. I believe God has called us to a year of asking and you shall receive. I believe God has put us in the position of being able to open the windows of heaven and unlock those doors and see God's supernatural provision. But things wither in unexpected ways. In fact, there's a fascinating story in the Bible in 1 Kings chapter 13 about withered hands. It's an interesting story because in it, uh, the, 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 the king, uh, Jeroboam, I'll read some of it in a moment, he's He's getting out of his lane and he's doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. He's doing spiritual stuff he shouldn't be doing. He's including other gods and all of that. And a man of God comes to him and says, stop doing that. It's not right. And in fact, this altar that is a false altar, it's gonna be destroyed. And God's gonna set up a proper altar. And the king is so upset. Have a look at what happens. When King Jeroboam heard what the man of God had said, it cried out against the altar at Bethel. He stretched out his hand. Uh, from the altar and said, seize him. But the hand he stretched out toward the man shriveled up so that he could not pull it back. Also, the altar was split and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God, uh, given by the man of God and by the word of the Lord. And the king said to the man of God, intercede with the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored. So the man of God interceded and the king's hand was restored and became as it once before. You know, sometimes when you're pointing at stuff, you wither inside. And this man was pointing accusations. We've just had a year or two of people pointing stuff at each other, online, in-person accusations, conspiracies, hypotheses. But let me tell you, when you point at someone and not point someone to the Lord, a kind of withering starts to come in your heart. And it's time to restore the withered hands. The devil is tricking us into making our hands feeble so that we can't serve. See, people who point can't carry. And suddenly I realized there's been too much pointing. 
I've taken a step back from social media. I think there's a bit of chaos on there. I just want to ask the Lord, where should I spend my time? And how should I spend it, even on social media, so that I don't land up buying combs for dogs when I'm looking for something for myself? Can you say amen to that? In fact, it's not the only story in the Bible about a withered hand. In Mark chapter 3, there is another man who comes to the temple to Jesus with a withered hand. He enters the synagogue again and the man who was there who had a withered hand, so they stretched, uh, so, so they watched him closely whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, step forward. And then he said to him, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to evil, to save life or to kill it? But they kept quiet. And when, he had, uh, and, and, and when he had looked around at them with anger, it's a heavy word, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to him, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Let me tell you why that verse is so powerful. You wither when you step back and don't want to step forward anymore. You know, stepping forward is a huge thing. Step forward into a relationship. Step forward into a business. Step forward into a prayer life. Step forward into believing. Because if you don't do that, you start to shrink back and you believe for less and you believe in a breakdown way. This man's hand was withered, not because he was accusing, but because he was told to step back. And Jesus said, you know what? Step forward, actually. And doesn't matter what anybody says about you, you step forward. Let them be unhappy. You're going to receive your healing today. I've come to realize you can't make everybody happy, but you can ask the Lord to make you whole. And that's crucial. Sometimes it's not just the withering that comes in that way. Sometimes withering of our hearts takes place. In Mark chapter 11 is the famous story of the seed sown in the ground. It says this, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe yet you receive them and you will have them. And wherever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you uh, your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. What a powerful scripture. It literally says, when you're ready to ask the Lord to do something supernatural in your life, just check your heart hasn't hardened and make sure you're in a forgiving frame of mind. I think we have to forgive one another. We have to forgive ourselves And we have to ask the Lord for forgiveness often. Not repentance like the kind you do when you become a Christian. You only do that once. And that is to repent from your sinful nature. But over and over again, we just have to say, I'm sorry. If you don't do that, you start to wither. I thought I heard a child call my name there. And if that is so, that is very traumatic (laughs) for me personally. May may, may I share a a humorous story about that and we'll get onto it. I bought 12 eggs recently from a shop. It was the jumbo organic something. I even took a video of this. Do you know that all 12 in that box had double yolks? No, no. Do not clap. 
Because as I, were, I you know, I didn't post the video. Guaranteed some believer's gonna say it's a prophecy, pastor. You need to start looking around for the other one. You gotta be yoked together with. <laughs> you know, Oh, what have I done? I told myself I wouldn't tell that joke. It's just so cheesy. You have to watch your heart. Because if you don't do that, things start to wither. And I want to encourage you today, step out of that and into new things. When thinking about entering a season in which God says, ask and you will receive, I think the right kind of prayer is very important. I don't know in your family who you asked for permission from. For some households, you asked mom because mom was more generous with the yeses. In other households, you asked dad because dad always said yes. In my household, you tried to confuse them. (laughs) You told the one that the other had said and then you you hoped they never had time to discuss it. How many of you were uh, in that kind of household? I see. But there is a prayer, there is a, there, there is a prayer, a kind of asking that I think every believer should ask for at least once in their lives. I think more often, but there is a particular prayer that I think is incredibly important and that every person should ask it at least once. And it's in 1 Kings chapter 3. It's the prayer that Solomon prays when God says to him, ask me for anything. And Solomon prays a prayer. Now, I know you know the answer that Solomon prayed for wisdom, but I'm afraid that that word isn't enough. I wanna explain to you what kind of wisdom Solomon prayed for. And I'm gonna ask that we do it today. And then I'm gonna take you to this information that we've prepared for you and why it's so valuable. It says this, so give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. Uh, who is, um, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? And the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, look at God's answer. Uh, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for a discerning, a discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. But this is the word of the Lord to you. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there be ever, nor will there ever be. But look at this. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor. You're going to enter into a season when God will give you what you have asked for and more than that, what you have not yet asked for the Lord will give to you also. You know, sometimes we're shy to ask for all of the things on our list. So we ask for the simple things and the Lord knows our hearts and he blesses even beyond what we ask. But, but why I wanted to point out this particular prayer uh, and, and Solomon's wise answer to the Lord when God said, ask me anything you want. Is, do you know what he asked for? He asked that the Lord would make him good in admin. Now, let me tell you, that's not a prayer I personally pray very often. I'm not naturally good with admin. I have other gifts. Admin isn't one of them. In fact, 
the best thing I ever did for me for my life was to get a, a box for slips. If I don't know what to do with a slip, I put it in the box. Then I take the mystery box and I give it to Mike, who's a CA, and I say, may the Lord give you a discerning heart. And you must work quickly because some of those slips fade. Uh, he said to me that day, just take a photo. And I thought, then I have to organize my photos into, I've just got 29,000 random photos. Are, are you surprised by that? But let me tell you what I am good at because I've prayed this prayer. To administer the opportunities and the gifts that God has given you. If you're going to ask for anything, ask that God will give you the ability and discernment to manage the blessings that are coming your way. Sometimes we pray for blessing and no vehicle to carry it. We pray for abundance and build no barns to keep it. We pray for a business and we don't prepare ourselves with wisdom on how to run a business. What Solomon was praying is, Lord, please give me what I need to handle what you've given me. And please give me a discernment to handle what you're still going to give me. Do you know every one of us has two sides to us? Or three or four, depending on your medicine. But <laughs> we all have the old self and the new self. We all have uh, 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 Jacob and, 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 and Israel. We all have a characteristic that's organized and a characteristic that's a little lazy. And do you know what uh, King Solomon was saying? Was, Lord, help me make sure that my weaknesses don't wreck my wealth. Can you say amen to that? Help me make sure, Lord, that nothing is in my soul that can ruin what you're gonna deposit into my spirit. That's really important. We need to pray that God will give us a gift of administration to administer the opportunities and the things that God has got prepared for us. Solomon prayed that he would have the wisdom to manage his opportunities, first of all that he would have the wisdom to master his abilities and he would have the wisdom to move with discernment or emotion. You see why you should never have a hard heart? You can't be wise and have a hard heart because wisdom requires tenderheartedness, compassion, and a believing that God has given you an ability and an opportunity and you're asking the Lord to give you the skill to manage it well. I've never, I've always believed the best way to build a church is open doors, put as many seats out and just preach the gospel. I still believe that. Even if the door is online. Hello, online church. Do you know that our online church doubled during lockdown, um, particularly on YouTube, and has financially grown uh, several hundredfold during the course of lockdown? The church grew when its doors were closed in unique ways. Can you say amen to that? That doesn't mean we're going to keep them closed. We're opening them up. God's going to do great things. I want a safe place where people can come to receive Jesus Christ and get a hug if they need one. 
and a helping hand if they need one and the laying on of hands if they need that. I need a place where God's presence is prepared for people to come and be healed. I need a pool that ripples when it's time for healing and a place where God is glorified. Can you say amen to that? Absolutely believe that. And so Samuel, I beg your pardon, Solomon asked God to give him an ability to administer all the opportunities God has given us. So we prayed the same prayer. We said, Lord, give us an ability to manage well what you've called us to do. I'll be honest, at one stage, I personally thought, for me personally, I was unwise in some of my decisions. Having this wonderful church in North End and God willing, we'll go back to full service today, tonight, tonight. If you're in the Mandela Bay area, you, you should come and watch me suffer for Jesus because I'm going to eat hot sauce like the Hot Ones YouTube show and I'm going to answer hot questions and some of those questions are hotter than the sauces. Are we launching that again? But I thought, was I wise uh, to, to, to see Kariha launched and Jeffreys Bay and, and Cape Town? And by the way, God put it on our hearts to plough the ground, to trust God, to plant something of a church in the city of George. That'll be next. It's what's on our hearts that we believe is the next ground God has prepared. Can you say amen to that? If... And I thought, was I wise? I feel like it's breaking me. And the Lord really grabbed me by, by the scruff. Scruff here? Like a German shepherd. Grabbed me by the scruff and said, it's not supposed to be something you're able to do. It's supposed to be something you're supposed to ask me to give you the discernment and the ability and the capacity to do so that you will always say, it's not my hand that did it, but the hand of the Lord that has done it. Stop limiting your sphere because you're not asking God this prayer for the ability to manage and administer the opportunities that God has given you. So we put some things in writing for our church and I hope that as, as I take you through it in the next few minutes, they'll, they'll help you steer a little flow chart for you to do for your personal life. By the way, at all of our churches, and we're referring to them as churches, and I've already mentioned this to each of our, our gatherings, uh, we're referring to them as churches, not sites, because people join a church, not a site. And our churches have pastors. Uh, and I think those pastors will gather a leadership team that will form a type of eldership, and they will establish communities that love and honor Jesus and bring health and healing to the world. Can you say amen to that? Prayer requests and praise report cards are back. They're at the communion tables. You can put your prayer requests, it's anonymous, or your praise report. And the pastors who meet once a week in our church will take them and pray over them for you every week. So please let us have them. There's a new hello card. I'll explain that in a moment. But I wanted to take you to your spiritual journey at Father's House. And I just wanted to remind you, a little on how we admining the opportunity of what God has called us to do. On the outermost circle, and I think our team are going to put it on the screen because we actually ran out uh, some of the, the cars. But all our churches have this. Uh, it will help you. You see that, that outer circle is the city or the town or the country you're in. Online, 
we've got a special way of navigating this for you. So at the end of the service, when I say amen, don't disappear. Dean's gonna come back online and he's gonna talk you through the opportunities of spiritual journey for you also. Don't tap out. It's only gonna take a minute. But the outer circle is our city or our town. We believe God placed us here. We love our town and we love our city. We don't point a finger and wonder why we wither. Can you say amen? We point people to Jesus and we see things flourish and grow. We need to stop pointing fingers of judgment on our city and start pointing prayers of Jesus Christ in our city. Can you say amen to that? You need to say a louder amen because we got to love our city. Let's go one more time. Can you say amen to that? I know, I know you're fighting. I know you're going to fight through the street lamps that aren't working, but let's just do, let's love the city through the street lamp situation. Can you say amen one more time? I got to love my city. One more time. Karicha, are you okay there? You're loud in Cape Town. Cape Town's loving their city uh, all out. See, we, we start by loving, for God so loved the world. Well, our world is our town, our city, our space, our, the place where he's placed us. And then we want to ask people to cross the line from the city to the crowd, gather somewhere and give the gospel a chance. In this building is a crowd. In this crowd, there is a church. But there are some people in the crowd who are just here to check out Jesus. And every week we'll keep showing Jesus and every week we'll start asking you to consider becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. If you become a follower of Jesus Christ, you cross the line into the called out. You're part of the, 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 the body of Christ. You haven't chosen a church yet, but you're part of the body of Christ. And I would encourage you to take that action if you haven't done it. And the way we do that is through a prayer and encourage you to go to a basic believers course. We're going to use Alpha this year. And during the Alpha course, we're gonna encourage you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive the Spirit at a weekend away or time away and to be baptized in water. And then we wanna encourage you to join a church congregation. And you do that through doing a starting point course. Hey, by the way, everything I'm saying is on the back, eh? So you don't have to write it down. Starting point. And then from there to join a community within the church, a small group, serve at a dream team, get involved in some area. The church is big, but find the small church within the big church and experience family and community. And then we encourage you to serve as a leader one day, join the call. Become someone who runs a group, someone who serves and leads the parking lot team or the ushers team or at a kid's church age group. And then we go back to the city through social justice, care for the poor, looking after the widow and the orphan so that our cities and towns will say, I'm so glad Father's house is in our town. Can you say amen to that? I'm gonna invite each of you to consider finding a way to cross the line. Ask, ask someone to come to a service. Ask someone if they know Jesus. Ask someone if they've joined a church. Ask someone if they've come to a small group. Ask someone if they're not a leader who should consider leading. Ask someone to come with you to take care of somebody in need out there. 
If we do this, we will administer the opportunities of what God has prepared for us. And like Solomon, God will not only grant us the wisdom we need, but he will grant us the things we didn't even ask for yet. Do what God's called you to do, and he will bless you with more than you think you ever needed. Can you say amen to that? But you've got a shout of praise and acknowledgement. Lord, we're, we're here to grow. And would you stand with me as we pray for a moment? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. But today the prayer we're going to pray is that God will give us the wisdom to administer and discern the opportunities that God has given us and to make us wise to handle what He has prepared for us. I'm gonna encourage you that if you wanna sign up for anything, we've got laptops at the back with people manning them and you can cross the line to any one of those things. Hey, I wanna join the church. I wanna join a small group. I wanna lead something. I wanna grow in something. You could do it right now or you could go to our website or our app and do it from your home. But would you consider crossing the line today from one sphere to the next and trust the Lord? Let's pray. Father, thank you that you give us wisdom, discernment. We pray against a withered hand, withered heart, withered hopes. And we pray instead for the floodgates, the floodgates of heaven to open and the water and washing of the Word and the Spirit to revive us, to restore us, to extend us, to expand us. Lord, today we receive your Word. Ask and you shall receive. Today, we thank you for the privilege of this prayer. Make us wise and discerning to administer every opportunity in Jesus' name. And everybody said, would you give God one more shout of praise? The last one. <laughs>